You know, sometimes people ask me, hey, Matt, I want to work for a startup. Which type of startup should I work for? And they're asking to know, like, which startups do I think are going to be the biggest, right? The ones that end up like Google and Facebook. When I actually don't think this is how potential startup employees should be looking at where they work. Yes, they want to join a company that's up to the right, that's growing really quickly. But one thing I think that is kind of overlooked many times is the culture fit. And how are you able to determine if there might be a culture fit or team fit before you even join the team? Well, I found something that actually enables you to do this, and it's called JobServe. JobServe gives you the edge that you need to understand your personal work style and how that affects the job you do and those you work with. Ultimately, you fill out their assessment, then you're able to see, oh, this is my work style and I gel with these types of people or this type of team, and this is the type of team that I may not gel with. For example, I took the assessment, and there's a few things that I learned. One. My temperament is I'm a driver. My primary tendency is to take control of situations. I prefer more of an independent approach with an emphasis on persistence, pragmatism, and a strong will. What's my leadership tendency? It's relationship-based. I prefer to focus more on relationships in order to support and motivate others, whether the individuals report to me or not. These are things that I've learned where if I ever in the future wanted to work for a startup, I would keep these in mind. Would I want to work for a startup that doesn't like drivers, doesn't want independent-minded thinkers? Well, if that's the case i wouldn't work there right and i now know that because i've taken this quiz so for you if you are thinking of breaking into startups you want to understand what startup would be a good fit for you i highly encourage you to go to jobserve.com that's j-o-b-s-u-r-v.com take the assessment and learn more about yourself so you understand what team would be the best fit for you and how about this after you take the assessment email me matt at mattsherman.com let me know what your results are and i bring a couple of you onto the podcast to chat with me about your results and what that means and what types of startups might be a good fit so if you are interested in understanding yourself better and more importantly understanding what type of startup is the best fit for you on a cultural level on a team fit level, go to jobsurv.com, take the assessment, and email me at matt at mattsherman.com, and maybe I'll pick a couple of you to come on the podcast and chat about your results. And note, if you're an employer, this is for you too. You can use JobServe ultimately to make sure the people that you hire are aligned with you culturally and a team fit. That is jobsurv.com. Check it out. Email me once you fill out the assessment, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. 
All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their business for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sebastian Manai, who is a co-founder of Acoustic Wells. Welcome to the show, Sebastian. How's it going? Thank you for having me, Matt. It's going great. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm doing well as well, just sipping on my coffee and looking forward to having a conversation with you about Acoustic Wells. For people that don't know what you're working on, they haven't heard of Acoustic Wells. What is it? What are you working on? Sure. Let me give you a, a quick overview. So we are building an industrial IoT system. Uh, and initially, we're targeting the oil and gas industry. So we put little sensors on oil field that measure a long list of things and that gives us a bird's eye view of what's going on and we use that to uh, cut how much uh, methane and how many leaks are going on on the field as well as optimize the operation on a day-to-day basis for the companies. So we'd love to kind of get an idea of why you decided to start this or I guess in other words what's the origin of the story for, for Acoustic Wells? Yeah it's, it's pretty interesting so I've um, my background, my, my study, I was in grad school and I worked with a few of uh, very large industrial uh, companies, you know, both for my, for my master and for my PhD in Boston. Uh, and so I, I love the, the industrial field. Um, and during my PhD research, I started working on some um, new form of uh, acoustic technology. Uh, and I decided to create a company based on that research effectively. Um, we've pick the oil and gas industry because we think it's a very good fit um, and it's an industry that initially at least is, is probably the right target uh, but there's many more uh, direction in which we can uh, you know roll out that technology in the future uh, so this started about a year and a half ago uh, you know spin-off of the university uh, and uh, we've been uh, you know put together a team and put together some funding uh, ever since to work on um, smaller oil and gas company that are in the USA. So what, who, can you kind of give me a little bit more of an idea of, uh, um, in regards to acoustic walls, like who, who would be someone that you're like, who would use it or who would like buy this or who you, I guess, selling to, I guess I'd love to hear like a little bit more of an idea of the persona that would, that you're kind of talking to in regards to acoustic wells. Yeah, so today we target a small and medium-sized oil and gas company uh, in the U.S. Um, we're also in touch of some of the very major large ones that you know everyone knows of. But what people often don't realize is that uh, the, in the U.S. specifically is a little unique ecosystem on, for that industry is that there's a lot of very large corporations, but there's also a long list of, of small and medium companies that are uh, producing oil and gas. Uh, and there's a big gap uh, between the, the two, uh, you know, medium company and large company. Large companies have very large internal training program and access to much more resources than the smaller one. So we target um, the upstream side of oil and gas, so producing oil field on land. And specifically, we talk to a lot of, um, you know, production engineers, they're called, for example, or field managers, or people in charge of, uh, you know, running the operation uh, on those oil fields. And for right now, like, how do you, how do you know who to get in touch with? Or I guess in other words, like, how do you, how do you get in touch with them? Is it like cold email, warm intro? How are you finding these people? 
Yeah, th that's part of the difficulty in general. Uh, it's harder to reach, uh, you know, customer on a B2B business than B2C. Uh, however, uh, we know exactly who to talk to in advance because it's a well-regulated industry and there's a lot of database of the list of producers in every state and, and so on. Um, so today we mainly use our own network. We've, we've worked in that industry in the past. We know a lot of people. Um, and otherwise, it's a lot of the more, you know, classic old school way of reaching out to people, either via conference or via introduction or via uh, cold calling and, you know, knockings on, on people's door. So if that's kind of the, so you're spending some of your time doing that, I'd love to kind of hear what are some of the other things you spend your time doing? Um, I guess what's a day in the life of a, of a, of a founder of, of this company? Yeah, so... At this stage, we do a lot of uh, R&D and early prototyping because um, there is a lot of steps that you need to go through before having a, a system that works on such a large scale. Um, so, for example, almost by definition, a lot of those uh, fields are in very remote area. So you have to make sure that you get a very high um, uptime on the system. Uh, even though you know you're you're not necessarily in the middle of a city with great networks, so you have to build a very smart system to be able to go around all the the poor coverage that you may have in those areas. And then even once you get the data, you, there's a lot of filtering to do. You know you have to detect, uh, differentiate what's a machine issue, then maybe a sensor that's failing. Uh, so there's a lot of pre-processing that we're building today to make sure that at the end of the day, what the user see is actually happening and that he doesn't get an alarm at 3 a.m. to tell him to, you know, drive somewhere in an emergency when there's actually just a sensor that failed. Um, so today we're putting all of that together. Uh, we're uh, running a pilot in, in Texas and in Louisiana uh, to help us develop everything faster and, and test it actually, you know, on the ground. Um, so that's one side of the business, the whole, you know, R&D and technical development. Uh, and uh, as you can guess, the, the other side is more outreach and, and uh, uh, reaching out to people. And then as I mentioned before, uh, you know, uh, targeting the, the right companies, uh, small and medium-sized producer and, and meeting those, uh, those engineers and those managers. Got it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting to hear whenever I ask a founder what they're, what they're, kind of day-to-day -day is it's always interesting stuff um one one part of your day-to-day -day is kind of um and this is definitely a seated question is like where do you spend your time when you're where you're working uh, you know before before we started um recording you were telling me a little bit about uh, the the location that you're in now this like combination of uh, like we work you know for hardware or we work for you know engineers something like that could you kind of like describe a, a little bit about the location you're in now and why you're there instead of like a WeWork and like what, what the difference is, um, you know, and what, I guess to, I'd love to learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, so, um, you know, if you're the founder uh, of a startup that is building a hardware product, uh, you need space. Even during those COVID times, you know, you're going to need some lab space, some engineering space, some hangar space, uh, something like that. Um, so we build industrial system and so we need not only a place to build and design all our circuit boards, but we have, you know, some of bigger sensors that need to be tested, calibrated, um, and so on. Uh, so 
we're currently, uh, we're based out of Boston. So in a place in, in Somerville, in the suburbs of Boston, called Greentown Labs. Um, so the way I would uh, present Greentown Labs is effectively it's an incubator for uh, startups that have a, a hardware side uh, and that are focused on clean energy and uh, energy in general. Um, so there is a lot of lab space, uh, the, you know, what we called uh, wet lab also, you know, if you're uh, building uh, you know, biotech lab effectively, uh, as well as the typical office space uh, you would find in any WeWork. Uh, so it's a very good fit. And they also have a long list of sponsors of, you know, most S&P 500 industrial company come here and, and talk to the startups. So it's a, it's a very good place for uh, early stage startups. Do you see m more of these types of spaces popping up? Like obviously we have like the WeWorks and the industrious industriouses, which are just office space. Are there more of these that I just don't know about because I'm not in hardware or is this kind of like a one-off type of type of location? Um, there are others, but they're definitely very rare in general. So for example, Boston has a vibrant startup ecosystem. Uh, but the vast, vast majority of spaces for startups are just, you know, standard office space, um, which is okay because most startups, you know, just need a, you know, internet connection in the desk at the end of the day. Uh, but there are a few spaces that are specialized more on, you know, on the hardware, on the electronic, on robotics, on biotech, uh, for example, is, is big here. Uh, so there's a few of them, um, but there's not that many. So, so you tend to very quickly know all of them. And one more question on location. You mentioned, I think you mentioned that you're in Boston, um, which I, I've interviewed tons of founders from Boston, super impressed with the caliber of founders from there. What for you, what, what is it like building a company in Boston um, with, you know, you know, kind of surrounded by all these, you know, colleges and smart people and like this tech hub? How, how have you like building up in Austin, in, in, uh, in Boston? Yeah, so we've, uh, so um, I'm myself a graduate student from MIT here in Boston, and this is one of the reasons we decided to stay is we have a very good um, network and, you know, we know a lot of people now at MIT, which helps a lot on the hiring process. And obviously, MIT isn't the only school in Boston. Boston has, uh, that I know of, it's one of the cities with the most, you know, universities, uh, very dense in, in students. Uh, so it makes... Uh, hiring people easier, especially when you look at people that are stronger on the data science or mathematics or modeling side of things. Um, the trade-off uh, for us is that we're further from, you know, um, Houston effectively is a headquarter of, of energy and oil and gas. Uh, so, uh, we have to split our time between the, both cities and they each have the pros and, pros and cons for what we're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then last question before we get into the final couple is as you started Acoustic Wells, what have been some things that you've learned either about the market, about the product or about yourself um, since you've gotten started with this? Yeah, so the main thing is the industry is uh, changing. Uh, the, the demand for energy is, is growing. Okay, COVID slowed things down a little bit, but overall the trends are, are up worldwide. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure on you know, oil and gas, but I would say in general, heavy industries to run their business more efficiently and to be much cleaner and more, much more efficient uh, about it. 
Uh, and so we've really seen in the last few years before I started the company and, and now uh, a very large push uh, in general for new technology in sectors that are, you know, historically a little bit more on, on the, the safe, on the, on the less cutting edge uh, side of things and a little slower to, to adopt new technology. So that's changing very quickly. Um, and, and we see that day to day. And then if you were to look out, um, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about what you're doing now, day to day, but if you were to kind of look out, think big, um, what would you say the 10-year vision is for um, for Cusick Walls? I guess, in other words, what's your vision today and what direction are you rowing in for the long-term prospects of the company? Yeah, and, and I like this question because it's I think it's very important to you. Um, to stage the process in different steps. Uh, early on for a company, we have to prove everything uh, works, then we have to make money out of it, and then we can think about going into other sectors. So we in, uh, first want to target uh, you know, the 800,000s of oil and gas wells in the US that fit our beachhead market. Um, after that's done, there's uh, obviously oil and gas is a very international industry, so we can go from there. But uh, in general, uh, what we really want to build is a industrial automation platform that is truly scalable. There's a little bit of uh, a barrier today in the industry that a lot of electronic exists, a lot of system already exists, but they're extremely uh, expensive. They require, you know, a certified electrician to connect, uh, a specialized kind of programmer to be able to program, to be able to maintain. Um, so only a very small portion of industrial assets are instrumented. Uh, most of what you find, you know, for example, in oil and gas is still a lot of people driving around inspecting things. Uh, same for the water industry, for example, it's still very manual. Um, but if you're able to uh, know what's going on everywhere via sensors and then reliability, reliably understand, you know, what are good measurements, what are bad, you can start to form a bird's eye view and you get all this data that you can leverage to build a, a lot of optimization on and a lot of improvements uh, and, and really affect the bottom line for those companies. Uh, so we want to start with oil and gas in the US and expand from there. But we really want to go into other um, industry uh, like, like the water industry later on. And then to make, to make this happen, You'll need some help, right? Like you'll need help from you know potential employees, investors. You'll need um, you know you know all, all sorts of help. But but what I can say is a lot of this help can come from from the forward thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? You're looking for employees, looking for investors, BD partnerships. How, how can the community assist? I don't know if it's a valid answer, but all of the above. Um, no, so, so you're right. Building uh, an industrial startup in general, I think, is, is hard. Uh, you, you need, you know, uh, upfront some significant amount of capital, and then there's a, a barrier to entry. You can't just put anything you want into an industrial facility. You need to build a certain grade of product. Uh, so that's what we're going through right now. So um, anyone on the Ford Thinking Founder community, if you have experience uh, building and certifying industrial product or, or you know, harder product designed for B2B business, uh, I'd love to connect if you have experience on the certification and compliance side. Uh, if you're a great hardware engineer, um, 
please don't hesitate to reach out. We're, we're pushing you know, what can be done on embedding AI right on the edge on, on small microcontrollers. So we're always looking for more experts in the field. And on the more um, business side of thing, if you're an investor who is focused more on you know, hardware product in the industrial space, and usually, to be fair, there's not that many. A lot of people like only software, and out of people who do hardware, there's a smaller minority that does, you know, industrial hardware. Um, but if you're one of those uh, uh, men or women, please uh, reach out. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's already enough. Or, or if you're in the oil and gas space or working at one of those companies, um, please give me a contact me. All right. And if someone wanted to get in touch or learn more, you know, what's your URL? Can they email you? Are you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn? How can people get in touch? Yeah, all of the above again. Our, our uh, website is acoustic-wells.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn myself, Sebastian Manai. You can find me there. Uh, you can use my, my email, smanai at acoustic-wells.com. Um, I have all everything else you can think of facebook twitter um yeah um reach out uh, I, I check all of them daily so great well i appreciate you coming on to the podcast well thank you very much uh, and it was a pleasure um doing this interview matt all right thank you so much for listening to the episode of forward thinking founders if you're sitting there you're just saying matt i want more how can i get more well luckily you can get it at forward thinking city forward thinking city is a community for the forward thinking network right and we have multiple different aspects of the city one we have amas some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast like jonathan barkle Kristen anderson austin Allred, come back and they do amas with the residents you can ask them any question that you want right you can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.